In this bulletin, the Prime Minister to label those opposed to the Indigenous Voice to Parliament as running a scare campaign. The opposition leader accuses the government of causing economic pain through higher energy prices. And in tennis, a surprise victory of Australian Tanasi Kokinakis at the French Open. Antonio Albanese says those opposed to the Indigenous Voice to Parliament are underestimating Australians. Mr Albanese will today deliver the Lowija O'Donoghue oration in Adelaide. In the speech named after the famous Indigenous activist, Mr Albanese will accuse those opposed to the Voice to Parliament of running a scare campaign. He said to, stay, to say that Australia has a healthy scepticism of people who behave in this way and that the Voice to Parliament is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to unite the nation. Recent polling has shown reduced support for the proposal, but Social Services Minister Amanda Richworth has told the Seven Network that the government is working to educate people about the issue and she believes people are supportive of the proposal. There is more work to be done to make sure we're getting uh, all those details out there. But I think ultimately when I'm talking with people, there is a a groundswell of support to suggest that uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders do deserve a say in the issues that affect them. Independent Victorian Senator Lydia Thorpe says she may abstain from voting on a crucial bill for the referendum on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. The government is hoping to pass its constitutional alteration legislation for the Indigenous Voice next month, which will allow the referendum to take place. Senator Thorpe has told the ABC she will be moving an amendment on the legislation for First Nations sovereignty to be acknowledged. But she says she may abstain from the vote because she can't agree with either the yes or the no campaigns. The yes vote is to uh, allow for a powerless voice uh, to go into the constitution. Yes, we don't know what this looks like. It could be one person. It's up to the parliament to decide what the voice looks like. So uh, I can't support something that gives us no power uh, and I certainly cannot support a no campaign that is looking more like a white supremacy campaign that is causing a lot of harm. The recipients of the 2023 First Nations Arts and Culture Awards have been announced in a special broadcast by NITV and the Australian Council for the Arts. The awards celebrate established and emerging First Nations artists by recognising their significant contributions to Australian arts and culture. The broadcast marked the beginning of Reconciliation Week on the anniversary of the 1967 referendum. Michael West from the Metropolitan Local Aboriginal Land Council says Aboriginal art needs to continue being made. Art plays a very important part in our culture, in our society, when you think about it. It gives us an opportunity to challenge and share our emotions and our thoughts. We'd like to say to all those out there practising artists, please continue what you are doing. NITV will air a variety of relevant Reconciliation Week programs until the 3rd of June. Opposition leader Peter Dutton claims Prime Minister Antonio Albanese and the Federal Treasurer don't understand how they're hurting ordinary Australians economically. 
Mr. Dalton says the government's recent federal budget is keeping pressure on interest rates to go up, but he's focusing his attack on the government's energy policy. Mr. Dutton says while he supports the transition to renewable energy, the Labour Party is governing like the Greens with its energy policy ruled by ideology rather than practicality. He's using his visit to a fruit-selling business in Melbourne to accuse the government of causing higher power prices, which cause businesses to charge consumers higher prices for essential goods. Costs for these types of businesses, which are energy-intensive, will continue to go up, not by 3 and 4% each year, but by very high double-digit figures. And they just can't absorb that cost into their business. It has to be passed on to consumers, and that's why your grocery prices are going up and up under labour. Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie says the federal government is not providing adequate solutions to Australia's housing crisis. A new analysis by the NZ Bank and property data firm called Logic has revealed the portion of people's income that goes to rent has reached its highest level since 2014. Their report has found a household in Australia on the median income would need to pay 30.8% of its income to service a new lease. The report also finds that the gap in housing affordability is getting wider, with poorer households impacted harder by higher rents. Ms. Lambie has told the Nine Network the government will not be able to build enough new houses in time to ease the housing crisis. She also says the government's plans to expand immigration again are not helping matters. We're not going to be able to build them fast enough, even with all the ones that are planned under Labor in the next five years. We're just not keeping up. And then you're talking about immigration coming back in and opening the borders fully again and that flowing again. Melbourne has received its biggest earthquake in more than 120 years. More than 22,000 people have been contacted, have contacted Geosciences Australia, saying they felt the earthquake. It was felt as far north as Bendigo and as far south as Hobart. The tremor struck at 11.41 p.m. local time last night. It registered a magnitude of 3.8 with an epicenter at Sunbury, about 40 kilometers northwest of the central business district. The state emergency service says it received three calls for help. There are no reports of any casualties. Hugh Glanville is a seismologist for Geosciences Australia. He says the chance of there being a large aftershocks or this being the precursor to a bigger earthquake is small. Uh, so this isn't that large an earthquake. So um, while it's possible we may get some aftershocks, we would expect them to be quite small, magnitude two or smaller. Uh, we may get none. Sometimes you just get an earthquake with no aftershocks. Recep Tayyip Erdogan has won re-election for another five years as president of Turkey, extending his run as the nation's longest tenured leader since Kemal Ataturk. Mr. Erdogan, who has been president since 2014 and was prime minister for 11 years prior to that, has won 52.1% of the vote in the runoff election against rival Kemal Kilichadoglu. Kilichadoglu got the remaining 47.9% of the vote. Whilst Mr. Erdogan's term in power has strengthened Turkey's position as a regional military power, critics charged that his policies are increasingly authoritarian. And whilst Mr. Kilichadoglu is not disputing the result of the election, he says he's been the victim of some of Mr. Erdogan's approach. 
We experienced the most unfair election in recent years. All the means of the state were mobilized for a political party. All possibilities were laid under one man's feet. Ukrainian officials say Russia has subjected the country's capital, Kyiv, to its largest drone attack since the war between the two nations started last year. At least one person, a 41-year-old man, has been killed in Kyiv after debris fell on a building and started a fire as a result of an attack using Iranian-made Shahed drones. The attacks lasted for about five hours and come on Kyiv Day, marking the anniversary of the city's founding more than 1,500 years ago. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says Ukrainian forces shot down many of the drones. During this terrorist attack, quantitatively, the most powerful blow was directed against Kyiv region. 36 drones were shot down within the city of Kyiv and the region. This is how Russia celebrates the day of our ancient Kyiv. And back home, a new analysis says Australia could be caught in the middle of competition between the United States and China in the area of technology. A report by the Lowy Institute, which specializes in examining international policy, says competition between the two superpowers in this area could impact Australia's ability to make scientific and medical breakthroughs. Behind this is what is believed to be the ambition of the U.S. to stop China's progress in artificial intelligence by denying China the ability to use or make advanced computer chips. The Lowy Institute says if the U.S. placed wider export denials on technology to China, it would expect Australia to do likewise. And that would in turn mean Australia ending thousands of partnerships with Chinese academics in the medicine and high-tech fields. And to sport in tennis, Australian Tanasi Kokinakis has achieved a surprise victory on day one of the French Open. The Australian only qualified for the tournament as a wild card, but has eliminated the 25th seeded player Britain's Dan Evans in the first round. He won in straight sets, in straight sets, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4. It's Tanasiko Kinaki's first win at the French Open in eight years. There's been controversy in the women's singles. The number two ranked player in the world, Arena Sabalenka of Belarus, has beaten Ukrainian Marta Kostyuk in the first round. Kostyuk continued her policy of not shaking hands after the match with players from Russia or Belarus due to the war in Ukraine and the crowd booed her for this. Sabalenka says she was confused at first, thinking the crowd was booing her rather than Kostyuk. Yeah, I I couldn't understand what's going on because, I mean, we all know that uh, Ukrainian girls will not shake uh, hands with us, so it's kind of not a surprise for us, but probably for for the public today it was a surprise, so they they saw it as uh, disrespect me as a player, so that's why I was bullying to her. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 23, Perth, cloudy 23, Adelaide, showers 18, Melbourne, a shower 217, Hobart, showers easing 13 degrees, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy 12, Canberra, partly cloudy 14, Wollongong, sunny 19, Sydney, sunny 21, Newcastle, the same, 22, Brisbane, sunny as well, at the top of 22, Townsville, sunny 26, Cairns, similar conditions, 27, Alice Springs, a 
sunny day as well, 20 degrees. Darwin, sunny and 30. And the Torres Strait Islands, sunny day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.